we're in a time now where there's so many things that are coming forth that have been spoken about before and you know in, in times before and we're in cold red and a lot of us don't even know it and you know last segment i spoke about just little tidbits of guidance and advice to be administered to our children to all of our youth to all of our children those who are identifying with this way of being and this way of life and you know some of you may have administered and some of you may have not and i'm going to speak on that you know um speak on the idea of of how we are slaughtering our own children and leading our children to the slaughter in a society that eats their babies and we are willing participants in this process because of two things which i mentioned last session laziness and ignorance because of laziness and ignorance we've decided to accept everything that's been given to us by an external society that has never actually expressed any great concern for this psych- psychological state or the emotional well-being of our children or for ourselves in general but we've decided to deliver our children in that space and jeopardize and distort what their freedom should be and their freedom could be it was mentioned by the great poet and artist Robert Nestle Marley uh, a wonderful line where he said Sheriff John Brown always hated me for what I don't know every time I plant a seed he said kill it before it grows he said kill them before they grow and so read it in the news I shot the sheriff so and that idea what is he expressing there Every time I plant a seed, kill it before it grows, before my idea, before my child, before my creation gets an actual opportunity to manifest in what it came to be and what I intended it to be, because I am the one who planted the seed. The sheriff, the system, the state, the oligarchs, the, the, the financial wizards who sit on high. And the ruling class says, kill it before it grows. Well, what does killing mean? Does it does it mean getting shot down in the streets? Does it mean someone entering into your church building and shooting up a bunch of people? Does it mean someone coming into your school and killing a bunch of people? It could certainly and absolutely mean those things. But if you remember last session, I said something to the youth and I spoke about the zombified mind and how no one wants to be around a zombie. Well, what is a zombie? Someone who has lost their life, someone who is dead. When we think about something that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, he said that he came to resurrect the mentally dead. Uh, If you read Message to the Black Man, he made a very interesting distinction between physically dead and mentally dead. And primarily what he spoke about was the resurrection of the mentally dead. In Islam, there is an idea of reincarnation. There is an idea of reincarnation, of being reincarnated into an alive and living truth mental state. You see, so the idea of killing a seed before it grows doesn't necessarily just relate to a child still being alive, but really affecting the psychology of a child and killing the freedom potential of a child would also qualify for and as the mission of Sheriff John Brown 
as denoted by Robert Nessel Marley. One of the first things that uh, often is done with young people is that they're they're laid from the moment they're born. They're laid onto the altar of a doctor or the altar of the hospital. All right. And in that process, there are so many things done immediately to begin to kill that seed before it grows, to kill that seed before it grows. And I want you to think about this for, for those of you who have um, maybe had a child or thinking about having a child, maybe you've researched and thought about some of the things you need to prepare for and think about what some of the standard information shares with you in terms of um, what is the wisest thing to do? What are the most important things to do? What are the largest and most detailed ideas that you must have when you are going to have a child as denoted by the commandments and the beliefs and the foundational practices of the largest society that we live in, which really creates its own complex uh, system of regulations, which is really a form of worship. And it becomes so large that nothing exists outside of its jurisdiction of the overlords. No matter how much you think you're moving to the left or you're moving to the right, you may not realize it. A lot of times you're still underneath that umbrella because something in you has been killed before it had an opportunity to grow. You see, so that's why I spoke to the babies last session and I'm going to continue speaking to the babies. And as I've reminded some people who have gotten some of the backstory previously, even the online school that we currently have, Sedulu House, was originally a children's school. So all of this, these things that you're being taught and all these things that you're being given were designed and created for youth, for a young mind. And then it was the parents of Sedulu House that said, well, we want to learn, too. My, my son is coming home and talking about this and my daughter's talking about that. I want to learn this stuff, too. So then we expanded it. And now look, now look what we're doing. But there's a danger in that. Oh, there's a great danger. And I'm going to explain the danger in that expansion and what comes next as a result. But let's look at, at something simple. I was going through uh, a set of files earlier today, some old segments, so many segments. Someone had asked for a reference on something, uh, a client who I was working with. And it was a segment that was in the back of my head. I said, you know, I, I talked about this and I just can't remember it. And I said, you know what? I, I'm interested in my, myself now to go find this. And I looked through these old segments and I found the one I was looking for. But I found something else, a segment that I did some time ago. It was a community show. And the name of the show was K is for Congo. K is for Congo. And I spoke about the um, the structural value of the letter K and what it means in terms of our esoteric teachings and our occult teachings, the value of that K as being such a grand amplifier. But it also made me think about something really simple that amplifies or deamplifies something, depending on how you look at it. And it's really a, a national standard and actually mandated in many states throughout the U.S. And that is the vitamin K shot, the vitamin K shot. Some of you may be familiar with the vitamin K shot when a baby is uh, first born or, you know, you have a newborn, uh, you're told that you have to give this child uh, a vitamin K 
shot. And the vitamin K shot allows the child's blood to clot. So if anything happens, if the child gets cut or, you know, if you're walking your child home and, and rob forbid there's some sort of accident and the child bleeds, it doesn't bleed out. But here's the thing, which is really interesting about the vitamin K shot is that they use in hospitals and those type of facilities, they use synthetic vitamin K. Okay. And this synthetic vitamin K that they use uh, contains about 20,000, 20,000 the amount of vitamin K that's recommended for a newborn. And in some places they do, they, they do you a little better and it's got a little bit over a hundred times the amount of what the, the, the infants need is for that nutrient. So what does the large dose do? Is it something we say, well, that's good. The more, the, the more, the, the better, right? No, the large dose causes cancer. The large dose causes leukemia. The large dose causes an influx, a high influx of aluminum inside of the child's blood system. Creating a whole other set of problems. In fact, the vitamin K shot inside of it, it has propylene glycol. And if you don't know what propylene glycol is, propylene glycol is antifreeze. The vitamin K shot has a phenol, which is it's actually poisonous. It's you get it from tar. Tar. Let me see. It has hydrochloric acid inside of it. It has lecithin, which we know is, is a genetically modified organism. These are all the things that in the vitamin K shot, right? And it's this this segment is not about vaccinations and shots that we give to our children but i'm just using that as a as a as a small example of how you can kill a seed before it grows not to mention the emotional and psychological damage that you do to a newborn when you cause that level of pain and they always say well no it doesn't feel anything it doesn't have any nerve endings you sure sure about that you see so there's an idea here of there's a psychological there's a long lasting psychological effect uh, that that a child can go through and that you can put a child through immediately and you may say well why would someone do do something like that why you know maybe, maybe you're just you're just being paranoid and you know, they mean well, you know, they mean well. And, and you know, they're, they're just looking out for the child's best interest. OK, sure, 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 sure. No problem. OK. But then we'd have to say, but, you know, in the 80s, you literally children literally got half the amount of vaccinations that they get today. And they weren't any less healthier children who were born in the 80s. So what would make someone turn it up? <laughs> what was what would make someone turn the volume up and say, hey, let's let's do something a little bit different. Right. Well, 
let's take it to the Bible. You know, you know, we pull from a lot of different books, right? So, which is good. And, and it's good to understand how madness and insanity is manufactured, you know, and not only how it's manufactured, but why it's manufactured. What is what is the point? Because sometimes it can be very shocking and it can be very sobering when you actually take a moment to sit back and think about the uh, the characteristics of certain institutions and um, the psychiatry that's involved in the creation of the Western mind. It can be a very sobering process. And I know that there's a psychotherapeutic value to not only learning about the systems that you grow up in, but also dismantling it and and really getting a, a level of self-disclosure when it comes to the trust that you put into sympathetic authority. All right. So if we go to the Bible and we reference the Holy Bible, <laughs> We have a scripture, Exodus 110. And this is a scripture that I always, I always liked. And it it was talking about the time that the children of Israel were, were in Egypt. And essentially what happened, because we don't, you know, I don't need to break the whole thing down, but essentially what happened was you had these, these, um, they were children of certain houses, right? The house of Reuben, Levi, Judah, um, Simeon, Zebulon, Benjamin, and a couple other ones, right? But these were all, these were the, the these children were now, and they were all, of course, the children of, of Jacob or, or Yaqub or Israel. And they were all in, in, um, Egypt. And at this time, Joseph had died. Joseph was in Egypt. And this is about 60 years after Joseph had transitioned. And, you know, as Exodus says, it says, you know, at this time, the children of Israel were fruitful and they increased abundantly and they multiplied and they waxed exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. So basically they had a time of prosperity, according to the lore. They had a time of prosperity in that land where they were basically able to grow, you know, uh, under the, the, the leadership or, or I should say really the blessing of Joseph they were able to grow they had land they had position and they were they were huge in number their birth weight was up in fact at that time it was always noted that the women of Egypt had the highest birth rate and like pretty much he said in the planet you know and I mean the average woman in Egypt had at least four to five children average you know so um there was a problem with that right so basically what happened there was a new king that came into power and this king had united upper and lower Egypt. And when this new king came into power, he said he, he had no connection with Joseph. Joseph had been dead for 60 years, but he saw these people who were prospering. Right. And he said, you know, I'm not I don't I don't like this because there was fear. He was afraid of them, you know, and the scripture says now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. Knew not meaning he had no, you know, Joseph meant nothing to him. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of, of the children of Israel are more, are more and mightier than we are. 
So they kept their numbers up and they became strong. And he said this very important line. And this is a this is a, a scripture that is ingrained and stained in my head. All of the different systems that I've traveled through. This is one scripture that just does not leave my head. Just doesn't. If this was like the book of Eli and I had to travel across the land. This is one scripture I could deliver without fail. Because he said um, in verse 10, Exodus 1 and 10. He said, come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. See. And then he goes on in 11 and says, therefore, they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Right. OK, so going back to one in 10, because that's really the one that when I first read it, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago or more. I was like, whoa, 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 back up, back up, stop the presses. What, what did they just say? Huh? This is interesting. When he said, come on, let us deal wisely with them. Let us deal wisely with them. You see, a lot of times we're looking at if, if again, we, we think about, you know, Sheriff John Brown. Every time I plant a seed, he said, kill it before it grow. We're thinking like, oh, man, you know, um, it's physical, right? So they, they're shooting our children down in the street. So we, we put our focus and our intention to that direction, but not without realizing that because they became mighty. And if you don't know who the Hebrews are at this point, who the Israelites are at this point, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you don't know. It's okay. If you don't know, it's okay. You can learn. There's always more to learn. There's a lot of things I still don't know, right? But all in all, come and let us deal wisely with them. What is that saying? Not let us deal brutally with them. Not let us deal physically with them. Not let us deal ferociously with them. Not let us take hold of their bodies. Let us deal wisely with them. Let us get in their heads. Let us use intellect. Let us use psych, psychology. And he says, lest they multiply. So let us get in their heads and use psychology or they will grow. And what does multiply mean? Like when you read in Genesis where it says, be fruitful and multiply. It means have children. That's what it's talking about. Let us get in their heads. Deal with the psychology. Less means like they might. They might, you know, because if we don't. They're going to have a lot of children and it'll come to pass that when there's any kind of war war, they're going to join us unto our enemies and fight against us. So get them up out of the land, get them up out of here. You see that? Now, a lot of times we're looking at things from one space and don't realize where everything is coming from. It's not coming from where you're thinking. Now, in certain translations, they take the word um, 
wisely and say shrewdly shrewdly come we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous and if war breaks out we'll join our enemies fight against us and leave the country you see that so what is it what is it saying there right what is it saying? We have to keep them here because we need them as a fuel source, but we have to manage their ability to come together. Because how do you multiply? You need a man and a woman. Right? You need a man and a woman to multiply. Okay? So if we're dealing wisely with them, where are we going to get them first? Well, we're going to get them in their relationships. We're going to make sure that they can't or they do not form relationships. You see, because if they form relationships, then they'll multiply. So we have to deal with them wisely so that doesn't happen. Now, if you read in that book of Exodus, you'll read when there were certain executions done. And when I say actually certain certain um, like in verse 15, right, where it says, and the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives. Of which the name of one was uh, Shipra and the other name and the other one was Pua, right? So the rulers at that time spoke to those who dealt with the babies, the midwives. And they basically said to this, he said, um, when or he said, when 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 you be in the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then kill them. But if it be a daughter, let them live. You see the value of your sons that we neglect a lot of times. And it doesn't it doesn't devalue the little girls, but it shows you the messianic role of your son. You see, if you see a son, kill it. If you see the son, kill it. Now, the stools at that time, there was different kind of stools. They, they sat on what they call birthing stools. At that time And uh, you know that's how they gave birth And the idea was there If you see a, a boy strangle the boy Or um, There was also a stool that they used For bathing the children So th there's some debate as to what stool Was being referred to Like kill them when they're coming out On the birthing stool Or kill them when you're bathing, bathing them And basically like say it was an accident Right And what happened was it's, you know, in verse 17, it says the midwives feared God. So basically they were they were they were like, nah, you know, we don't want to do this thing. And they lied to the Pharaoh. You see how sometimes I tell you that it's, it's better to be wise than to be righteous. And because they lied to the Pharaoh and they saved some of these boys. Um, it says that God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. You see, so. The idea of multiplication, the idea of coming together as a family, the, come, the idea of coming together as couplings is a problem. Is a problem for Sheriff John Brown. It's a problem for for a, for an institution that seeks to keep you oppressed. So the war begins with the psychology. The war begins with. The moment you plant the seed. Now, when is the seed planted? 
the seed is the seed is what it's, it sits in the fertility and in 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 the, the farm of your mind. When you when you're ejaculating, you're really harvesting the seed, and then you you replant it again into the soil of the woman. You see, so she can bring forth life instead of her monthly cycle of death. Speaking of which, tonight was our red wrap event. I'm doing a pre-record. Uh, this is actually will be aired Saturday, but I'm doing a pre-record tonight. Uh, event went really well. The sisters right now are out at dinner and enjoying themselves and acting up <laughs> while I am here recording uh, the podcast for Saturday. But yeah, so in any event, um, the attack for the sun and the idea of the rulers sitting back and saying, let us deal with them wisely. So when you look at all of these different institutions and even it's a great opportunity now to read about the story of Yakub and his 21 scientists and who he had as his, as his assistants. One of his assistants was a nurse. You start to see the importance of having your own midwife. Real simple. You see how simple that is? Just something simple. Having your own midwife. Because how many things are done? And if any of you have ever had a, a child in a hospital, you know. They come in all throughout the night. They come in all throughout the night. You'll be in a bed sleep and you hear them and they just will the baby out the room. Oh, what are you, what are you doing with my baby? Oh, we just got to go out. Oh, da, 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 da. Make up some. We just got to go give them such a shot. Oh, we got to test their vitals. And, and they deal so roughly with the babies. They wrap them up real tight. Oh, they like to be wrapped up tight. And then they slam them all around. And that and those those little hospital plastic, those clear plastic bassinets, rolling bassinets, if you if you will. And they just they claim the baby right there on the spot. They start taking blood. Well, we got it. We it's it's by law. We have to take the blood. We have to do the vitamin K shot. It's by it's it's law. It's by law. <laughs> oh well, Sheriff John Brown said, "Oh, okay, yeah, Sheriff John Brown. I know. <laughs> it must be okay." <laughs> and why do these things continue to go on? Because you're lazy. You're lazy. You won't take the time to find out what's in the vaccinations. You won't do it. You won't take the time to figure out how you can homeschool your own children. You don't take you won't take the time to figure out how you can have a natural birth at home or the fact that you don't even need a birth certificate. So you don't even have to deal with these people at all and and enter them and take them to the altar of the state. You don't even have to do any of that. But you're too lazy to do that because something has already been put in front of you because someone has dealt wisely with you. They've headed you off already because you're going to say, well, who has the time? I got to go to work. I got to do this. That. Yeah, that's dealing wisely with you. And then, you know, you're lazy. And then there's ignorance. There's ignorance. The people that's being referred to in, in these books, the people with that type of thinking can be very ignorant. Don't like to study anything. They want everything handed to them. Oh, I'm not talking about you all listening. Of course not. I'm talking about those other people who are lazy and and inbox chief all the time and say, chief, uh, where's the show that you did on so and so? And I say, well, why don't you go look for it? There's so many shows. Get the F out my inbox. Get away from me with this nonsense. I know none of you have ever had an experience like that. 
where you were too lazy to put your own work in. You won't even do it for your own children. But then you turn around and say, but I love my babies. No, you don't. You don't love them. Stop lying. Stop lying. You don't love them. You love convenience more than anything else. You don't love them. You wouldn't hand them over to a system that has historically cared nothing for their well-being if you loved them. And you know that already. You knew, you knew that. You would think more about who you lay down and make them with if you loved them. You would take genetics into consideration if you loved them. Knowing what kind of world and what kind of society you're bringing them in, you would make more conscientious decisions about how you're going to raise them. You would sit down and have those conversations. You would have a, a during your courtship process, like what I outlined in Solutions for Dysfunctional Family Relationships. In that book that I wrote, you would have those conversations about how do we want to do this moving forward. You would understand that once we begin to multiply and become mighty, that the overlords are going to begin to deal wisely with us so that we do not raise up against them and join their enemies. So we're going to be made to believe through the manufacturing of our own madness and the, 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 the psychopathological theories that are given to us when we're, you know, in, in grade school. And all of the, the, the analytical propaganda about mental illness that really circumvents the, the very mental illness that we're showing and that we have clear symptoms of. We're going to be given psychopathological interpretations of how we should behave, how we should be and what true insanity is. But we're never going to apply it to ourselves and we're never going to dig to understand if we do need some treatment. And even when a victim is, to, is described, oh, we'll say, oh, look at that, that poor, poor lunatic, you poor lunatic. We'll never understand that when you're reading these scriptures, you're reading these books, sometimes you're even listening to someone like me I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. See, you want to sit on the, on the mount of your consciousness and look down at everybody else. Oh, those poor, poor, lunatic, unconscious, unwoke people. Everybody who uses the term woke is not woke. Now, when I say everybody who uses the term woke is not woke, what am I saying? If you use the term woke, you ain't woke. Because people who are woke don't even say that, that stupidness. You got that nonsense from the world. Now, some will say, well, Erica Badu. Right. You want to look at mental insanity? But remember, I don't talk about people like that. But right. Remember, this is Chief Uyas podcast. The same foundational Friday and then the ground Thursday. So, you know, insights from a royal man calculation. You want to hear how it is? You want to you want to you want to hear how we think up here on Mount Olympus? <laughs> you you want to hear how we think in, in Valhalla? In Arun, you want to hear what it's like in Ile Ife? I'm giving it to you. There's a strength in, in, in cohesion. But the cohesion of, of your Godhead with your body, with your brain. And there's a hypocrisy. There's an outrageous hypocrisy that so many have found themselves eager to join. Almost with an earnest Zealot, 
zealot kind of spirit to join the hypocrisy of an of an ailing and a sick culture. And we can't be a part of that. You have to remove the idea that you don't have certain innate biological conditions that other people have chosen to exploit. You women have fallen for it. You men have fallen for it, but especially you women have fallen for it. Those biological frailties where someone came along and told you everything that's wrong with you is what's good about you and everything that could be good about you. Stay away from it. And they've ostracized you and ridiculed you as a result of it. We are at a war. There's a sky war going on. And what's in the sky? Your dome. Sky dome. What is your dome? Your head. Where can you only experience freedom? In your head. And that's where they're dealing wisely with you. So you do not multiply. I understand all of these different movements that are coming forth right now. Because people don't want to be with each other anymore. Like MGTOW and so many others. That's a part of dealing wisely with people. You thought you came up with that on your own, didn't you? (laughs) You're afraid to have children because the fear has been put inside of you. Let us deal wisely with them so that they do not multiply. And do not they do not become mighty and raise up against us. All right, that has been a Chief You Y'all podcast. Willfully, I gave you some things to think about, to build on, and to discuss among yourself. You know, make sure you leave your comments on the video, share it, like, subscribe to the YouTube channels. Um, make sure you leave those reviews on the podcast because you haven't been doing it. You haven't been doing it. I only got a couple up there. That's that's criminal. Come on now, do something. Um, Readings, askosiris.com for classes, sedulohouse.com, um, coaching, osirislife.com. All of the books are on Amazon. So you got all the questions right there already knocked out that you like to ask. And a special shout out and a warrior's embrace to all the women who volunteered for the Red Wrap this evening. You know, you guys did a beautiful job. I was getting reports the entire time. I wasn't there, but I was getting the reports. All right, until such time, be well, be strong, and be wise.